Hello, welcome to another episode of the Real Point Exchanges RPX Row Up. RPX Roll Up. Thanks, Opt. Anytime, home slice. <laughs> Sorry. You could do that for the next hour and a half. That would be impressive. Before time began, there was the cube. We know <laughs> not where it comes from, only that it has the potential to create worlds and fill them with life. That was how our race was born. For a time, I could literally go. I, I, I somehow have memorized the entire intro. Is that from the, re, the recent from the, movie? From the, from the Michael Bay, for the first okay. Michael Bay Transformers movie, I like remember that like that little monologue that Optimus does about like the origin of the Autobots and Transformers. I was going to say, you sir know Orson Welles. I think he did the animated like cartoon one. Yeah, yeah. Orson Welles. Uh, Orson Welles was um was Unicron in the original. Oh. Uh, uh, Transformers uh, animated movie. Oh, oh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> Speaking of the fallen, I'm your uh, host, though I feel kind of weird talking about being a host. I'm just a guy who edits shit and stuff like that. But hey, I'm Adam, and joining me today is my good friend, Crazon Chris, Review Cultist, a man of many names, Optimus now being one of them. <laughs> now I left the tip. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep, I, I wear many masks. Yo. And today we're going to be jumping into a big one. We usually have a little bit larger cast, but uh, we looked through this character creation for this row up, and it is about 50 pages. So uh, we're going to do some generous editing to kind of cut out the bits and pieces of it. But today we are going to be doing Eclipse Phase Second Edition. Woo! And, let's uh, let's see how if it's any uh, any easier than First Edition's character creator. <laughs> <laughs> very true full disclosure folks uh, we have within this calendar year of 2023 i think probably around january or february of this year we did row up eclipse face first edition characters just to have for a nostalgic kind of go through chris here wanted to experience it in all of its glory and the uh, character creation process that we went through was lengthy <laughs> It was lengthy, and I went through many sheets of paper. There were spreadsheets involved, and it hold, was hold on. <laughs> you you talk like it's like like you you actually like or like you were like bearing the bearing the burden of all that. You your character was a pre gen in the in the in the session zero we ran. <laughs> it Not doesn't mean I didn't plus. look. Doesn't mean but, I didn't look at it, Chris. That, that's fair. <laughs> but I did go through and kind of uh, roll them up after that first session. We did two sessions, so I went through and I, I think I did it all right. There was like an online creator that was really handy. Now, I have done or attempted at least a while back, uh, a couple of years ago when this came out, uh, character creation. One of some of the members of RPX where we were wanting to play this. And I had ran the the quick start. Uh, version, uh, a criminy, I think is that name of that campaign. And we used yeah. pre-gens and we all sat down and decided, hey, it would be fun to kind of create something. And I, I do remember this. We got a little bit lost in it. Uh, we'll see if I have a bit of a clearer head this go around. So, yeah. And it, it does make sense because uh, so, yeah, because first edition of Eclipse Phase, I mean, the guys who made Eclipse Phase, they originally the, the the game they did before Eclipse Phase and like tr even like their whole like they, before they started their company Post Human Studios, they were the guys that worked on Shadowrun Fourth Edition, uh, like Rob Boyle and others. <laughs> uh, um, like they the majority uh, the majority of the team that was on the original like uh, Eclipse Phase were originally 
uh, design writers and designers for fourth edition Shadowrun, which is that yeah. 20th anniversary version. Mm-hmm. Um, and you like when when I fir- when we first did like that first edition Eclipse phase back in January, it shows because much like Shadowrun fourth edition, it is a point build system um, yeah. that is just you just buy like traits for your meta type or your or your, in this case your morphs and your uh your background and your careers and stuff like that and your skills are based on, are like a certain amount of points like per per uh skill rank or something like that so it was pretty uh, it, it's pretty front loaded <laughs> for building yeah. a character uh and it adds the extra complexity that your your character's body your physical body is not your permanent body. You can swap out when you want to. And they, that whole thing kind of has its own complexities because you're um, having to, that, that's tied to some of your aptitudes or your, your ability stats. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, supposedly in second edition, they've streamlined the, uh, the character creator. <laughs> so it's much, it's much simpler. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give that a go. Now, for those of you that are unfamiliar, Eclipse Phase, and I believe I remember reading something that Rob Boyle had written about this, that this uh, project kind of, this idea flowered when, with like, I think the death of his grandmother or a, fa- a close family member. And it was him thinking about, you know, you know, what's after life and so forth and so on. And then obviously uh, there are other works of fiction, like... Um, There's a whole... Uh appendix uh on fiction and stuff that inspired eclipse phase mm-hmm. <laughs> much like uh altered carbon yeah um is one uh revelation space is another um yeah. basically like cyber a lot of shadow run cyberpunk um sci-fi most most tra- like most sci-fi that deals like most smart sci-fi that deals with like uh the singularity or robotics and like the use of AI and artificial intelligence or uplifting mm-hmm. creatures to a higher intelligence and uh, mostly hard science. Although there is some definitely, there's definitely some soft science mixed in with eclipse phase. Um, yeah. uh, and again, it is a, also a sci-fi horror set, uh, setting. So you got to get that in there. So you got like dead space and uh, other, um, uh, other such uh, products and uh, and franchises and, and settings that are kind of have inspired it as well over the years. Yeah. And like, how would you, how could we kind of jump into describing this? I ba- my basic interpretation of Eclipse phase is, you know, it, you know, technology has advanced to the point that the, the brain and the, the stuff that makes up you and me can be digitized. So, Actually, uh, I legitimately think the the uh, the mod. Sorry, not to cut you off. <laughs> no, go ahead, please. Uh, literally, think that the uh, the uh, the back of of the of the first edition kind of helps, like kind of says it all. Mm-hmm. Your mind is software. Program it. Your body is a shell. Change it. Death is a disease. Cure it. Extinction is approaching. Fight it. Like that's the. The basically the back of the, that's what's on the back of the of of the first book of a yeah. phase, and uh, like that kind of perfectly encapsulates like that that simply encapsulates like the bare bones of what a phase is like. Yeah. Um, it's the transhumanist uh future, um, and it and your your even though like we have all this access to like technology and cyber uh, cyberspace and and uh, all these wonders of science and technology, there is still this like 
encroaching horror and we're just fighting to survive out in yeah. the solar system. And what is this encroaching horror? Well, so um in the game, uh in the game setting, uh so we got to the we got to the point of transhumanity um about 50 years before a certain event. Um like people were able to get like cortical stacks which basically like back up your mind so that when if you die you can just get reinstantiated into another body or even like uh you can you can make copies of your own intelligence or your own mind and and have like different copies of yourself out there in the universe mm-hmm. um so we got that in about it's it's like it's it's nebulous when this takes place it's like probably like 100 200 years in the future um mm-hmm. and the singularity is approaching and then we have the fall happen which uh, was basically the um, artificial intelligences, like the the big, like extru- like super uh, AIs that the military complex of America of, of the United States government and and I'm sure other go- like global governments were, were uh, had in in place for like military tactics and such. Um, they all got hacked by an a- an alien virus that turned them into god tier artificial intelligence called seed AIs. Um, and these things end up, uh, these were called the Titan, uh, the, their program was originally the, like the Titan project. Cause it's like stood for like tactical intelligence, mm-hmm. something, something, something. Um, so they, they referred to as the Titans and basically, yeah, the, uh, the military super AIs, uh, on earth got hacked by this alien intelligence and gave them all this crazy, like a super boost to their already substantial intelligence. um, had them basically turn on humanity, um, harvest like 90% of transhumanity on earth, um, send out all these creepy, like physics defying and mind destroying, um, like entity or like, like technologies and, and like drones and stuff. And then they just kind of up and left and we've not seen them since. Like they just kind of either came, they went through, gateways that we later discovered in the solar system or they just kind of went off beyond the solar system and they've and they have not returned yet and it's been about 10 to 15 years after that those events and hum- transhumanity is n- still kind of like clamoring together in the solar system in different factions across multiple planets and moons and and celestial bodies in the solar system um and we're, like, we're we're starting to kind of come back, but we're all terrified of the implications of what if the Titans come back and what what's that going to hold? And the default setting is that uh, for like a, a, for player characters is that you're playing essentially a uh, in a, a, a conspiracy, a kind of an illegal conspiracy called Firewall um, that is in and among all the different factions and governments and cultures of the solar system. Uh, basically working to stop existential threats like the Titans or all the little goodies that they left behind because they didn't leave us clean. They they mm-hmm. left us scarred and and uh, messy. Um, like they left a bunch of their technology, their their alien technologies, uh, left to roam around. Like Earth is just Earth is a no go zone. Like there's kills. There's there's uh there's basically uh, killer satellites in orbit. Uh, created by by human by transhuman factions to destroy anything that tries to get off the planet um because like the seas have been have turned black there is like uh nano swarms in the air that can dissolve you in seconds it's not a pretty place and there's 
pockets of that kind of war- that kind of hell all across the solar system in different on different planets like on mars uh you got like um uh on the moon of titan in saturn's orbit uh there's various other planets or even mo- little small moons that have been like taken over completely and are just contaminated by this technology mm-hmm. um and yeah like people are trying to survive on in colonies all across the solar system and you're the people that are just kind of trying to help stop like uh rogue elements within transhumanity who are either infected by the titan stuff or worship the titans or just criminals in general that are are fucking with things they should they shouldn't um or the titan technology itself that's kind of gone rogue or has gone wild in the in the solar system and you're just trying to stop that so um was that is that too much <laughs> no no i mean i think it it's it sets our sage so we're yeah. going to basically be uh, through our character creation. We're going to be uh, de- developing, picking our ego, developing the, uh, working with our morph, which is basically our body that we can kind of go into. Yeah. Um, and then, mm-hmm. oh, and yeah, so you can play as um, like a regular transhuman, which is like basically like a a person that is like, um, got all these like uh, like crazy access to like transhumanity, like to science and technology, like again, like the egos and different morphs like different bodies that can for suited for different things you can also play as an ai uh, or an agi an, an artificial general intelligence which is not the same as what the titans were they are ai that are limited to a human level uh capacity of learning and creativity um but they are digital life forms and you can also play as uplift uh, as a variety of uplifted animals because right before the titans happened and even afterward, um, scientists were working on uplifting various types of animals that just needed that extra push yeah. to be fully sapient. So, so I had some fun with this. Um, I'm already picking out my name since uh, I'm basically in the year of 2023. I'm trying to make all characters related to country music. Yep. But I, I'll save this one for you. We'll get into it in a moment here. I just wanted to tell you, I've already done my research on this. That's the only thing I've looked up since we began. It's like, who am I going to be? Uh, one little quick side note. By the way, this is to you and to our listeners. I, we went to Gen Con, set through a panel for Eclipse Ace. And are we, are my, we calling them out already? <laughs> no, oh, not, okay. nece- not, not <laughs> necessarily. I mean, okay. I'm calling me out because I immediately. <laughs> lost this SD card that I found last week. So I, I, if I get that edited and it sounds okay and it, you know, I don't know how it turned out at the con, I'll, you know, send it to them, get their approval and then I'll probably go ahead and publish it. But oh, here's yeah. something I do want to point out to you. I, I, I love the concept that in doing this, that, uh, I mean, you are the sum of your experiences and your abilities that you get. Like when you think of me, Adam, like obviously we think of our physical representations, but that, like this is just the my body is just a car, and I'm just electrical impulses bouncing around inside of the squishy little gray matter in my brain in my head. You know, it's kind of yeah. deep like that. And when we're creating, I can see in the earlier editions, and I'm sure Second Ed's going to have its own kind of deal because we sat through that panel and we heard people talking about it. The inclination for us when we put this amount of effort into this character creation is like, I I got this and I'm going to say this. Like, we could play another session 
and I could switch another morph and all that. But I think the impulse that a lot of players have is like you put so much time and effort and, you know, you've souped up your car so much. Well, God damn it. You're going to drive it kind of yeah. uh, a deal. So it's, it's, it's kind of interesting how this all works. I just want to point that out. Yeah. So um, go ahead. Oh, no, I was, I was going to continue. But I think, I, I don't think it's really necessary. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fine. Let's go ahead and row up. So for those of you at home, I'll check the show notes, at least on the website. I'll go ahead and link you to the uh, Clipsay's uh, second ad character sheet. And if you would like, go ahead. You know, it'd be awesome if you bought the book. But uh, go ahead, download the character sheet. Uh, there's quick start guides that you can kind of look at, too. And if you'd like to follow along and make a character with us, that would be great. Uh, ideally, after we finish this up, uh, these two characters that we are creating is going to be available on the uh, Role Point Exchange website. So you can go ahead and download those. And you can, you can, uh, you know, if you want to play as, I'm going to introduce my character right now, Lukenbach Nelson, which is Willie Nelson, but he sung a song called Lukenbach, Texas. So I wanted to kind of, I didn't want to just make Willie Nelson. By the way, did you know he's 90 years old? Is he really? Born in 33. Is he still alive? Yeah. Well, he's dude. Like, Man, oh, that, that could, it's 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 clearly the ganja. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm worried what kind of world we're going to leave for Willie Nelson when we're gone. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah, uh, go ahead, download your character sheet, and uh, we'll go ahead and get started. You can pause. We'll wait for you. All right. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. So we're starting out on page thirty six, thirty eight of the PDF, thirty six of the uh, book. Uh, character stats, we're, we go for ego versus more. So your ego is your mind. So when we're talking about all that, that's, you know, the sum of the experiences and so forth that I mentioned to you there. Learn skills, your your history, your memories and stuff like that, all of which can be edited, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to be talking about the more. So again, that's the body. Then once we go past picking those out, we're going to go ahead and pick out aptitudes. So just to kind of give you a reference point of what we're talking about with the aptitudes. They're stats. <laughs> they're, they're your ability stats. So there's going to be like six. Th- eh, yeah, there's six. There's six aptitudes we're also going to be talking about. So we're going to be talking about like cognition, which is your intelligence, problem solving, uh, talent, capacity for lo- uh, logical analysis, intuition, which is, you know, gun instinct and ability to evaluate on the fly. That's kind of more of a f- physical awareness, creativity, cleverness, and cunning kind of fall into that. Reflex is coordination, dexterity, nimbleness, balance, reaction speed. Savvy is the social awareness, adaptability, empathy, and uh, all the charm skills, basically. Yeah. Somatics is how you basically are going to export your more physical capabilities. So I guess how good of a driver you are, so to speak, including, you know, strength, stamina, positioning, motion. And finally, there's willpower, just mental fortitude, strength of personality and all. Yeah. On the character sheet, let's go ahead and jump. We'll kind of hit a, a bits and pieces when it goes into like skill checks and all that. Let's see, where does this begin? All right. So, step one: background. What's your character's origin? Where were you born? Were you born in a slum on Earth before the fall, or were you raised and protected in an enclave? Were you an early space colonist or an indentured worker? So. I'd like you go. I've been doing a little bit of talking here. I know you put some thought into this. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce your character's name and what are you, what are you working with here? 
All right. So <clears throat> this is sort of a legacy character, or at least like <laughs> the, the offspring of a legacy of a character that hasn't even made it into a game yet, but uh, was a character a friend of mine made. I'm going to be Krim Sun, the, son, <laughs> the, the, the offspring of Krim Anal. <laughs> Krim Anal sounds like an interesting name. Now, how did, it, how it did Krim Anal come into existence here? <laughs> Let me tell you. So, uh, we, we, me and my gang over in, at One Less Die um, started looking at Eclipse Phase back last summer. Uh, when I had all the books and I had all the gang over for like a, a, a weekend thing. And I was like, guys, Eclipse Face, you're going to love it. You like you like Warframe? Warframe is kind of just like Eclipse Face, just a little bit more fancier. <laughs> um, and one of my player, one of my one of my, my friends that wanted to play uh, Seb over at One Less Die, um, mm-hmm. wanted like he looked at the uh, uplifted octopus and it was like, I want to play a criminal uplifted octopus. And and I'm gonna preface this. He what we're up in Canada, so we have <laughs> access to a certain liberty uh uh of, of being able to smoke marijuana. Mm-hmm. And and uh Seb was a, may have been under the influence for a, for for a couple of hours during the that weekend. And um he decided that he wanted to make his his character criminal, as in <laughs> criminal, but spelled C R I M. A N A L. So it sounds like he got the background and the name a little confused. <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, but it's stuck. And like we've, I've even like got it. Like it's become sort of. Even though the character, I don't even think we've actually finished Criminal as a character. Like fleshed him out. Yeah. Um, but like the idea of him was just so um, noteworthy during that weekend. Like we, we were like talking about it and just like being all silly and like shooting the shit about like developing the character and stuff that I, I feel like I need to make like do a, like a legacy to him. And so I'm going to play a, an uplift. I, I'm going to make an uplifted octopus. That is the like offspring of criminal known as crimson, um, <laughs> which also kind of is a play on words because of crimson. Mm-hmm. I like <laughs> maybe that. I think so. Like I'm seeing here on the character sheet, it has like a handle and then your name. So I think his name is going to be crimson. But the mm-hmm. handle is going to be like Crimson Tide. <laughs> I'd go for it, man. I mean, I got Lukenbach Nelson, but his uh, handle is going to be Lefty because uh, Willie Nelson had a song called Poncho and Lefty. Nice. So, yeah. So, yeah. What, yeah so, I got that. <laughs> so, what about your background? Like, uh, what were you yeah, thinking? So, background, obviously. Um, well, look. So, again, the difference thing here is um, uh, first edition gives you like the backgrounds and like they give you like some bonuses that your character gets. It seems like here um, you get like a packet um, to uh, sort of almost like like sort of a much more streamlined packet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go with the I have to go with the uplift, which uh, you're an uplift. The latest generation of, in my case, uh, octopus raised to human level intelligence. Uh, and and as such, I get athletics at 40, fray at 20, kinesics at 30. Perceive at 40, provoke at 20, survival at 20, and then I get to choose a knowledge. I get to choose two knowledge role, uh, knowledges, one at 60 and one at 30. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to go with um, uplift culture and uh, I'm going to go with zoology. So, which, and you, which background was that again? I'm and sorry. that was the, that was just the, uh, the uplift packet. Well, I think, um, the idea of being underclass. I'm going to pick the underclass. You're a veteran of the slums. 
the ghettos, flooded cities on Earth. You use whatever means necessary to get away. So I'm kind of making a cowboy, a space cowboy, if you will. Maybe the gangster of love. Yep. <laughs> so looks like uh, I'm getting some points in deceive, fray, guns, melee, and easy uh, perceive, persuade. Uh, and I can either choose uh, the com- uh, like common fields like black market, drugs, triads, or uh, con artistry, police ops, and smuggling. Yeah. I also imagine that like you could also probably just replace triads with any of the other um underworld like criminal organizations that are that have survived into the um into the yeah. transhuman future. Like there are the triads, the Yakuza are also a big one. Um there is the night cartel, which is sort of an amalgam of like all of the mafias that survived the fall on Earth just kind of decided to form their own like form together to like survive. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the Russian mob, the Italian mob, the Irish mob, all the yeah. mobs, all the mobs that weren't like triad or Yakuza, they, they all basically like they were decimated during the fall. So they just kind of banded together and formed this sort of supercell of, of crime. <laughs> okay. But that, that again, I, I have a work, a, a partial knowledge of the, of a close phase universe. So sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like. Yeah, so it, like triads, like it tries is not like exclusively the only one you have you can choose from for that. Okay, so like so, let's, we're going to take a moment here and go ahead and plug these in. So, um, yeah, so we've punched in our uh, our skills um, mm-hmm. from our various uh, or from our background packet, uh, and now we'll move on to step two, which is our career. So, what is your character's primary field of expertise? Are you a scientist, a hacker, a gun for hire, or something else? Like the your background, your career package provides you with skills. Uh, you might look for a package that gives you more diversity or one that complements the skills you already have acquired. Don't worry about doubling, uh, doubling up on skills. You can just adjust that in later steps. Um, your career also determines your starting gear packet, which is on page 68. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, we got like packets such as like academic, covert, operative, enforcer, explorer, mind hacker, gene hacker, scientist, soldier, techie, etc. There's a there's a bunch of them. Um, I'm gonna go with with explorer okay. for uh for for uh for crimson. Okay. Um, simply because I, I that's the character I would want to play as in the in one of these games is a. I want to explore the alien worlds. That's that's another thing I didn't we didn't really bring up. So like or I'm I referenced that like the the Titans fled the solar or like they they left the solar system after decimating transhumanity uh via gates or per- perhaps just leaving the solar system by other means. And what I mean that is um after the Titans left, transhumanity started finding um these um these wormhole portals or these wormhole gates, these these artificial constructs uh buried under the surfaces of various moons and planets across the solar system uh the first of which was on the moon of pandora uh i think of saturn uh, in saturn's orbit mm-hmm. hence why they are now they're, they're sort of superficially called the pandora gates um and they're these alien structures um there's at least four or five of them in the solar system um and they all go they 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 basically create a some kind of portal or wormhole to another uh gateway somewhere else in the universe question mark 
Yeah. Um, it's sort of left. You're not. We're as far as we know, it, it goes to another part of the galaxy, or maybe another galaxy, or maybe somewhere in the universe, or another dimension, another dimension, another dimension. <laughs> um, or maybe it's a sim. Maybe it's a simulation that you're just going into. Like who knows? Like we're. It's still kind of up in the air because it's 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 this crazy physics breaking technology that we've never that that's only just been discovered. Um, yeah. But we found various pl- alien planets that m- some that can even support transhumanity um, and have their own ecologies and ecosystems. We've also found a couple of civilizations out there all dead. <laughs> um, in fact, the one civilization that we were actually able to find like writings for uh, a species called the Ectomi, uh, and we were able to decipher some of their writings, they left a message all over their ruins that just says beware the weave um so that's that's ominous but anyway yeah that's yeah. so that that's why i'm choosing explore because i want to explore those those terrifying black hole generators <laughs> that send you to other alien planets and and experience alien uh, new alien life <laughs> so you have an interest in gate crashing yeah <laughs> yeah so i'm probably right. gonna go yeah and yeah explorer gives me um it says uh you you've walked on alien worlds and seen things with your own eyes that others wouldn't believe i think that's a quote from uh from blade runner yeah i've seen things you would you mortals wouldn't believe <laughs> oh Rutger, um, how are you yeah <laughs> You hobo with a shotgun, you. <laughs> you blind man in blind fury, I think is what it was called. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so as an explorer, I get um, an extra 30 points to athletics. Uh, I get um, uh, medicine as a uh, paramedic medicine uh, at 20. Uh, I get a choice of pilot, uh, air, ground, nautical, or space. Well, we were um, told, and we didn't mention this, but we were told to plan ahead. So I think we should basically be trying to play uh, play off our characters. Yeah. So okay. I, yours, like, like, pick which pilot you want. I'll t- I've get a pilot I'm, as well. I mean, okay. So like, I'm kind of torn because I was like, I feel like I should be my my first was like nautical <laughs> because I'm a, an octopus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I was like, should I go nautical or should I just go with like air? Uh, like air, air, I feel like air might be like the uh, aircraft might be uh, better. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go with an aircraft uh, at, okay. at at 20. Um, and the medicine was also 20. Uh, survival was at 60. Um, and then I get another null. I get two more knowledge, um, uh, knowledge skills uh, with a choice. And I think I'm going to go with uh, gate crashing, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, astrobiology. So I, I think I'm, I, th- no, no, I'm going to go with Xeno archaeology. Uh, so my character is like going to be an uh, uh, an uplifted octopus uh, who travels through the 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 the, the alien gateways and mm-hmm. studies um, uh, the uh, the alien archaeology, and also is a, is a bit of a social butterfly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I'm spreading the good word of octopus culture to the alien worlds. <laughs> that sounds good. I'm glad that you didn't pick space because I want to be a skate scout boy. So, I mean, I was gonna, I, so I'm you can double thinking, down too. Remember, mm-hmm, I can double down, and but I'm I'm really thinking that uh, I, the background that fits me best. I mean, soldiers are have definite advantages. Don't get me wrong, and all, but I don't. 
I mean, that's kind of vanilla. I don't want to make like make it my mission. So I'm thinking more scavenger. I think that would complement uh, explorer. Yeah. So so with scavenger, you scrounge through the wrecks and ruins of the fall, seeking value in the destruction. So I get to choose a hardware one, either com- uh, so either electronics, industrial, or robotics. Offhand, electronics sounds good to me. Um. Then industrial is like I, I know what industrial is, but I don't know if what it, what the context is here. We may have to look it up in the pause break here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get demolitions at forty, sounds great. I get to p- choose a pilot at skill at thirty, so I think I'll take space. Um, I get to pick one area of common fields. So these are for, for flight crew ops. Oh, scabby. sorry. Just sorry, just okay. so you were saying, like you're curious what the 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 hardware fields over like electronics, industrial, and robotics. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, that's um, your expertise in either using electronic devices, mechanical devices, or robotic devices, like robotics. Oh, so, like how, how well you can like tinker with like one of those. Like, it's sort of like cyberware versus like grease monkey. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, we'll we'll pair yeah. off each other and see what we get there. Well, you actually didn't get that option. I'm. Kind I didn't of, get well, that at all. Like, I got. I got. I'm. I'm the med. I'm going to be the medic. So. Well, industrial sounds like something I might have to use to fix the ship. Yeah. So that that solves that. So my big knowledge skill is either flight crew ops, scavenging, or smuggling. I've already took points in smuggling, and uh, scav. So I'm either going to do flight crew ops or scavenging. I'll have to kind of glance through that, and then finally, the last thing I can choose from is. Uh, uh, another knowledge skill would be black markets. You already have black markets, but I already uh, have black markets. But you can you can double up. Um, yeah, you could basically just add the. Uh, yeah, you can basically just add the. Uh, add the, the, uh, num- the, the numerical values there. Yep. Uh, spacecraft or Titan machines. Oh, that is well. If you're going to go, if you're going to be um, using space tra- like piloting spacecraft, you're going to be doing. If you're doing industrial, so you can like fix up your ship and stuff. I feel like mm-hmm. knowledge, your spacecraft is also going to be basically, what... you're, you're basically a racer. You're, you're on, on top of being a scavenger. You're also a space racer. Can, <laughs> you are a more... space cowboy. <laughs> I'm lefty boys. Uh, but um, yeah, I think that's what I'm going to go with. So yeah, I like that. All that house is going. So we're going to go ahead and add these in, by the way, mm-hmm. mentioned beforehand, these sheets are available. If you want to cheat, uh, peek ahead and see what we picked or whatnot, just go ahead and download these. Yep, but yeah, we'll be right back. Okay, so we have got our points distributed out here. Now it's on to step three, which is interest. So this it reads as follows. What else does your character do? Did they have a previous career, a second career, or were they learning a new one? Do, do they pursue other interests and hobbies out of curiosity or necessity? Is there an area of work that they're specialized in? Your interest provides you with a package of skills just like your background and career. This will ha- uh, will be your final skills page, uh, though you might want to purchase a few extra ones and tweak the ones you've got, you've gained so far in later steps. So I do like how, I like the package approach. I here. absolutely love the packets. <laughs> um, not to cut you off, but it's just like, no. after going through the first, ga- the first games, uh, or the first editions, like character creator, this has been a breeze. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, like they did have similar kind of like packages for like interests and some of that, but it was more like, here's some, like, it, it felt more like, like, here's some bonuses. And so it was not like 
straight up here's 40 uh 40 points in this thing and 20 points in this thing like it was more like plus 10 to this because and plus 10 to that kind of stuff it's like this one's just straight up telling you the numbers like not just like a bonus mm-hmm. um so yeah um yeah so what so what is um so luke here i'm kind of i'm reading through this trying to figure out i mean there's some of them that are kind of obvious so this is where you kind of get into asyncs and uh stuff like that too uh but i mean you got artists you got async which is uh, uh psychics yeah basically a, a virus hits you and now you're psychic there's commander fighter uh forensic specialist jack of all trades jammer networker paramedic pilot and rogue Slacker. And slacker and spacer and student spacer. and survivalist. There, mm-hmm. there, there's there's a, a number of packets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm I'm kind of torn, and I do like each one of them. I mean, Jack of All Trades seems like a good, decent thing to get. Uh, also, I do like the uh, pilot one. I was kind of yeah looking looking at that one beforehand. Um, or survivalist. That's what I'm kind of stuck with right now. So, what about you? What are you I, looking at? I mean, I'm definitely, uh, I'm, I, I'm going with async. Um, so let, let, let me, uh, I guess I have to explain asyncs please, a little bit. Um, so remember when I said earlier about how like the Titans, when they left, they left a bunch of their junk with us. Mm-hmm. Um, what, uh, one of those things or multiple things, strains of that, of those things was what's called the exurgent virus, which turns people, uh, it's, it's a variety of different types of like viruses, both nano cy- cyber and biological that transforms biomorphs or like, or like like robots and biomorphs alike, and even the minds inside of them into horrible mutated alien monsters, depending on the vera- on, on the type uh, uh, the type and uh, and and nature of. Um, Asyncs kind of lucked out in a way because mm-hmm. they got hit. Um, if you're an async, you were infected with the Watts McLeod strain of the exurgent virus, which is it didn't turn you into a horrible alien monster that wants to kill everybody necessarily, mm-hmm. but it did give you um, some weird powers uh, specifically like things that kind of break some of the laws of, of, of physics um, or like, like things that technology just aren't capable of doing. Um, now, asyncs can only be biological um minds uh or like they they can only you you can't be a robot and be an async you have to be in a biomorph um with a with a with a fleshy brain um you can't i don't even think you can be a biomorph with a cyber brain you have to ha- it has to be a fl- it has to be gray matter in your head mm-hmm. uh in order for it to do because it, 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 the the psychic ability is is coming from is manipulating the uh the biological uh nervous system and neurons in your in in the uh in the morph yeah um but it it follows it 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 manipulates and and changes the bio the 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 physical but it follows like the 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 virus and the uh the ability follows the the ego the mind uh, from body to body um though if an async is in a metal body is is in a synth body or like a robot body uh they are cut off from using their psychic powers so most asyncs stay with a biomorph. Um, and uh, yeah, so you got struck with the, uh, the exurgent virus that gives you uh, async powers or psychic powers. And uh, it gives you a number of unique mental talents and disadvantages. 
And uh, you must purchase uh, the Psy trait in step 10. So, um, but as a, uh, uh, as per this, this packet, it gives you uh, deceive of 40, uh, perceive of 20, Psy at 40, and then a null, and then your choice of a knowledge at 40. So, okay. Uh, yes, I decided that uh, Crimson, uh, on top of being an uplifted octopus, is also going to have gotten the psychic ability from this uh, exurgent virus. So, mm-hmm. sounds good. God, I wish there weren't so many good ones to choose from here. There, there are a good, like, yeah. Because I, I, I want his fray because that's like basically floating around in space, right? Well, you can't. Oh uh, no, free fall. You mean free fall. Freefall okay. is your ability to like travel, uh, like basically, um, like maneuver around in in zero g. I may just take. I mean, I want it, and I was thinking like one of us had to be a pilot. Yeah, and all that. So, I mean, I was thinking about the pilot one, but it just. Well, you could go pilot. You do. Ha- you already have some. I mean, you do already have some points in pilot. You could double down. Yeah. Um, I was honestly thinking if you wanted to go, you should maybe go even think about looking at the spacer packet. That, is that a survivalist? And I mean, I. I hmm. First, we'll, we'll see. Hmm. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and run with it. You know what? Honestly, spacer don't sound too bad. I, I'll 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 beef up hopefully some of the other stats that I don't have. Um, so I've got my whole points thing. We'll we'll kind of go through that now. Okay. So just in case you were wondering, folks, I went ahead and stuck with my gut instinct and went for the survivalists here. So I I, I wish I was better at free fall and piloting a spacecraft. I may have. Well, I think that's the, the fun thing about character creation, Chris, is that like the stats are basically telling the story. I had an idea in my head when we sat down, but as I start picking things out and all that, it's you know constantly evolving and all that. And I'm you know when we get to the end of this, I look forward to seeing what kind of guy I got. So what's on yep. to what are we doing next here? Well, next up we got step four, which is the factions. So now that you have a rough op- orientation of your character's background and skill set. It's time to pick the faction to which they hold allegiance. Uh, each choice provides a motivation on chapter on page 47 and a skill of knowledge uh, for the faction at, at 30. Uh, the faction sidebar provides a brief summary of each uh, of each group. Further details could be found on 152 to 174. Okay. So um, the factions we get in Eclipse Phase are the anarchists. Uh, where you believe power is corrupt and favor voluntary and favor voluntary uh, non-hierarchical organization based on direct democracy. Uh, there's the Argonaut or the Argonauts, which uh, you seek techno techno progressive solutions to transhumanity's injustice and inequalities. Uh, the Barsoomian movement, which is uh, you wish to see Mars liberated from hypercorp control. Uh, Basically, they uh, they're they're basically the uh, the people that live out in the the outback of Mars and mm-hmm. want them uh, want them uh, hoity-toity uh, hypercorps to get off our red sand. Uh, oh, I'm not insulting you, Adam. With that, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I just like really, I kind of went into a draw. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. I'm okay. I'm I'm a nomadic virus in of myself. <laughs> Uh, we got Brinkers, which uh, you belong to a cult, a commune, or another group that seeks isolation from the rest of transhumanity. So basically, Brinkers are guys are on who are on the brink of the solar system. So you guys are you're the ones that are out beyond like Neptune and Uranus and Pluto. Like you're out in the in the 
in the uh, the the Kepler belt or the Kuiper belt um, out there in the uh, out there in the black, basically. Um, criminal, um, not to be confused with criminal. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you are associated with an underworld, either part of the of a large cartel, smaller gang, or as an independent operator. Uh, extropian, uh, you believe in unrestricted free markets and libertarianism, <laughs> uh, and that. Uh, and ta- and that taking proactive risks with technology is better than playing it safe. Then we have the hypercorps, those hoity toities. <laughs> uh, you support hypercapitalism, expansion, and comp- uh, competitive economics-driven social order. Uh, you ac- you accept that certain liberties must be restricted for security and freedom. That's contradictory, but okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Jovians, everyone's favorite bioconservatives, concerned about out of con- uh, out of control transhuman technologies. Those blasphemous uplifts and AGIs and their mm-hmm. crazy things like transhuman technologies and uh, and uh, and back and and backing up your soul. Like, are you mm-hmm. even alive when you have a cortical stack in your head? Uh, yeah, I'm just asking yeah. questions. I'm just so you're space Tucker Carlson over here yeah. in America. <laughs> yeah, uh, basically, yeah. The Jovians are like the 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 uh, the the throwbacks of humanity. Um, after like uh, after transhumanity happened, and um, they have been seriously scaled down in the book. Yes, in the first in the, in the in the first edition, they were a you could play them, but they were like. Even back then, again, like the the writers are not in support of their of, of the stuff. They're just they're putting it out there as as because it would make sense for them to exist, and mm-hmm. rather than not in this world in, in in a setting of like this. But then a bunch of dickheads ruined it for everybody by kind of like, hey, yeah, I kind of familiarize with these assholes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they've they've decided like to kind of limit the the ability your ability to use Jovians in second edition and i you know rightly so <laughs> yeah i mean I, um, I, I can even remember as i was going up to gen con oh god i can't remember what year it was chris it was like eight, seventeen, eighteen, or 19 and like on the facebook group for um for clip says like uh, just a big 400 or 600 post flame war developed god. with some some asshole like that and yeah you know so you know it's you know not trying to just saying it, it got, like, it's it's like it wasn't supposed to be like super political. I mean, it is, this is a sci-fi series setting, so it's mm-hmm. good. There's going to be social satire and social commentary, and then some people got a little too political with it on the yeah. ba- on the bad end. So yeah, yeah. so um, I'll jump in for you. You've been going okay. through quite a bit of these. So next option we have is lunar or orbital, and that's basically uh, you support conservative economics or tied nationalism. Traditionalism and uh, yeah, the lunar lag the Grange uh, alliance. There's the material which is you oppose assimilation and oppression of AGIs and uplifts and self um, supporting self determination for your kind. There's the reclaimer. You believe that transhumanity should be focused on reclaiming and terraforming and repopulating Earth. There's scum which is you push the boundaries of experimental, fully testing what it means to be transhuman. They're socialite. You are part of a... Uh, glitterati. Glitterati, thank you. Defining and defined by inner systems and media culture. 
There's Titan. You're a techno-socialist, believing in science and technology can provide well-being for all. Space Canada! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, basically, yeah, it's, it's Space Canada and Space Scandinavia. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I had to get that in there because it's my favorite. No, no, it's your fa- that's cool. I think I know where we're leaning here. And then there's uh, Venusian, uh, Venusian, I guess. It's Venus, I-A-N. Uh, you adhere to the Morningstar uh, Constellation's vision on uh, vision on more socialized, familiar hypercapitalism. And finally, there's regional, your Solarian uh, stifter, excuse me, my mouse was in the way, belter, European ringer, skimmer, invested in culture, prosperity, and security. Of- your area, yeah. So, so that's basically like, it's a, as a specific region and culture of the solar system. Like Solarians would be like the space whales and the salamander morphs that live literally right next to the sun in the, in the coronal sphere of the mm-hmm. sun. Um, the belters are the guys that the, the minor, the mining colonies in the asteroid belt. Europa or Europan is the Europa, uh, like the people that live on the, on, on the moon of Europa. Ringers are the guys who are like hanging out there in the, the rings of Saturn um racing <laughs> mm-hmm. and stuff like that uh so like those are like there there's there's various smaller factions across the across the solar system um that are regional so that's what that kind of refers to okay so so what are you thinking i mean i titanian <laughs> that's fine. but but like i'm i'm kind of torn because criminal was a criminal uh and actually worked for the hidden concern which are the and I he raised you better than that, though, sir. He, he did. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did become an, a, a, a gate crashing explorer of Xeno planets and, and exoplanets and stuff. Um, he he was in the hidden concern, so I didn't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the hidden concern is, and I kid you not, the, the it's a uh, the octopus mafia, <laughs> <laughs> um, based out of Ceres, uh in the asteroid belt. Uh, but um, yeah, I think I might go Titanian, especially since that gets me close and access to um, the Pandora Gates uh, or the Pandora Gate in, uh, in uh, near near Titan and or at least on near Saturn. And then there's also like uh, I could, if, if I don't want to go there, I could also go to like one of the other gates that are in that the in the outer rim of the solar system. So, OK, yeah, I'm looking at anarchists, I think. I think that okay. kind of that kind of goes with my space cowboy mindset. In you know what? Um, I think the there is actually an anarchist um, uh, Pandora Gate called Love and Rage, um, which is uh, which is out near. I think it's I think it's out on Neptune or near Neptune. Mm. So sweet. Okay, so it looks like we got a Titan. Uh, Titanian, Titanian. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> we don't see. We don't say the five-letter uh, word as much anymore. <laughs> mm, Unfortunately, that there, there, there's there's Titans, and then there's the Moon of Titan, or or the Titanian Commonwealth. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, and an anarchist. Uh, yeah. So we're we're going to move on to step five, and I can already tell you, and I know that I I can't remember if it was in our side comments or if it was in the actual recording itself, but. This is much easier than what we did last time. Oh my time. god. This is like I, I saw this and I was excited like at how simplistic it is. They how, how this this is the streamlining I wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so continue about about the aptitude template. Okay, so the aptitude template. Pick one uh pick one of the aptitude templates to determine your six starting aptitudes. These templates 
are provided as guidelines, and you may raise or lower the aptitude score by taking or giving points from other aptitudes. For example, you can lower your will by five uh, to choose cog by five. No aptitude score may be lower than five or higher than 30. Though conceptually skills are built on aptitude values, this step is placed uh, after the skill choices so that you may tailor your aptitudes to your skill set. For example, if you have a lot of SAV-linked skills, choosing a template with high SAV is a solid way to optimize your character. Alternatively, if you feel you're lacking skills in linked er, uh, linked in a certain aptitude, boosting the aptitude may help round out the character. Spending CP. Extra aptitude points cost one CP each. If you're going to bump an aptitude, we recommend doing it now before you calculate your skills for step six. Okay. So what we got here, Chris? Okay. So this is, again, what I love about it. Because, again, like I said way early on in this discussion, first edition is very much like Shadowrun 4th Ed, where you had to pick, you had you had to use points, like cre- uh, creation points or character points uh, to to basically buy individual um stats or like stat ranks and such with this uh with second edition um you have these templates so actioneer you you are more comfortable with physicality than talking or thinking extrovert you can talk your way through most situations facilitator you're good with people planning and seeing things through factotum you've never quite stood out but you exhibit broad competence. Inquirer, your creative mind is good at thinking, or uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> your creative mind is good at figuring things out. Survivor, uh, you have a, the will and stamina to scrape by in tough situations. And Thrill Seeker, you've never said no to a dare, but your fast reaction time and quick thinking compensate for your lack of foresight. And right below it, we get basically a like like it says above like like adam just uh, read um each one of these has uh gives you a sample like an example of what those are so you get an example of what your kind of what kind of character you do you want to have as well like are you a, an, are you a thinker more than a than a uh, than a strongman are you a uh, are you a, a a quick thinker or are you a cautious character kind of thing it's they're sort of like um generalized like competency archetypes and i love it <laughs> i mean we, um, be, we can be done with his having pausing for the action here so to speak what are you thinking about picking i'm legitimately thinking um inqu- uh, inquirer the uh the creative mind uh is uh, uh my creative mind is good at think at figuring things out um which gives me uh, a cog of 20 an int uh, of 20 a reflex of uh, a, a ref of 10, a sav at 15, a psalm at 10, and a will of 15. So, um, not bad. Basically, and, and since most of my skill, like a lot, like a lot of my, my, my packet skills, um, kind of have a focus on like cog and, uh, primarily cog, there is an, and some int. I figured like that's the, my best option or like to kind of just like, um, maximize the character, right? Yeah. Um, and also just kind of make, again, like I kind of like the idea, like even though he's like an, uh, an he's basically the the knowledgeable archaeologist or like the knowledgeable, like kind of he's the ambassador type archaeologist. 
<laughs> I can't choose, man. I want. I'm, I'm looking at Survivor or Thrill Seeker. I would. I would think. Um, honestly, probably uh, the the Thrill Seeker. That's what I was kind of leaning toward. That would kind of go more to pilot thing. Yeah. Uh, so one thing I do want to bring up. So we 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 are currently using, and you'll you'll likely see it when you um mm-hmm. when you're checking this out if you're following along with us at home. Uh, we have form fillable sheets that are not provided by the official uh, website, but somebody decided to go ahead and make a form fillable with um uh, with some algorithms in, so that it actually like figures out um various numbers based on mm-hmm. what you have. Uh, and I just gotta say it's lovely. <laughs> Yeah, and it's already did it's already did some math. So by yeah. me putting in, for example, uh, of you know, I looked at after I plugged in all my numbers, I, I glanced over here at my skills, and it's already got it. Like my dis, I have a deceive now at forty. Yeah. It automatically threw that in there, and I mean, and this is something cool that I like about this sheet as well. I could sit here if I wanted to and just quickly plug in the survivor one and just see exactly like how much different my my character would be if I went this different route. So like we'll we'll include the blank templates. Yeah. Some generous so created these so, and um we, yeah I would like to thank um Elden Yellow, which mm-hmm. uh appears to be the um the creator of the of this uh of this form fillable sheet. Yep. Thank you so much, El Daniello. You've made our lives so much easier, sir. Or yeah. ma'am. You have made our life so much easier. <laughs> All right. So I guess I'm just going to stick with uh, my survivor. I mean, that my survivor, excuse me, thrill seeker. I do like kind of the bonuses it's given me. Uh, my guns are now at a hundred. So yeah. My, 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 uh, survival is at a hundred. <laughs> uh, my, my, my pr- I, I can, I have a hundred on perceive. <laughs> I'm almost tempted. And I, you know, this is cool too. In that, if like we're almost to the point of no return, so if we say went back and decided to switch out one of our packets right now, like now would probably be the chance. So I can see, for example, and this is what they were kind of mentioned in text too. I have my gun, you know, I have a hundred in guns, which is great. Don't get me wrong, and I have uh, a couple of other you know skills right here that received a boost. If I'd went ahead and took the spacer, I could you know check and it'll you know it would give me a different you know kind of readout automatically so yeah I don't know. I don't know. this is really cool i'm very thankful for this oh hang on. yeah so looking at so we're on to step six which is the the skills mm-hmm. um so combine all the skills from step one through step four and write them on your character sheet uh which we have yeah. done yeah uh, if, if a character acquired the same skill more than once those points may be added together or the additional points may be applied to an, any other skill of the player's choosing. Ooh. Note that points for points for no skills uh, as in knowledge skills uh, may only be used for knowledge skills. However, points for active skills may be used for either active or knowledge skills. Next, add the base aptitude values to their linked skills. Note that the skills of fray and perceive have base values equal to their aptitude times two. So, um, so fray and fray is basically your dodge roll in, um, in games. And, um, what, uh, what was the other one? Perceive. Yeah. 
Yeah, and perceive, which just uh, letting it out there now, like my perceive is at a hundred. <laughs> I'm glad you see shit because I don't. Yeah, I have, I have eighty uh, like ranks in perceive because of two. Um, I believe because of at least two, um, uh, two of my my packets. Um, and with the intelligence, or or sorry, with the intuition uh, aptitude added on, it it raises it up to basically a hundred percent or like a hundred uh, total. So. When I'm rolling my percentile die, um, I have to roll under a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> now that said, I can always roll a ninety-nine, which is an yep. automatic fail, uh, critical failure. Oh yeah, that's that. That's how that system works. I think uh, that's how first edition worked. Yeah, we have to double check to see if it works the same way in second edition because I know if you get an, if you actually get a if you get a, a nat one hundred, uh, it's a critical success all the all the time. If you get a, mm-hmm. a natural uh, a 99, it's a critical failure all the time. So, yeah. But that was, again, in first edition. So, uh, so I, yeah, I'm debating, like, maybe maybe removing, like, going back and checking one of my, um, and, and removing the, uh, the points I had in one of the, uh, uh, I'm thinking either perceive or maybe survival and going and giving some, and adding some to um, maybe free fall. That's what free, I was looking at for my guns. Because like right. freefall is like I mean, freefall is something that will be handy because we're going to be like in a spaceship. Oh, well, at the very least, we'll have a spaceship uh, available, and it won't have um, you know, like this system, the this this universe. Unless you're dealing with like Titan technology, um, transhumanity hasn't developed artificial gravity outside of like um rotations or like yeah like rotating cylinders or like sa- or habitats so hmm. it is something to consider yeah no i mean i'm like i said i'm just kind of playing here wondering if i shouldn't just go back and drop the survival because so, i mean you're doubling up on that i mean your survival's like my survival point. is a hundred <laughs> uh because I have an uplift of survival of 20 and from my explorer packet, I believe I have survival at 60. So I could probably take my survival from my, I could add 20, my 20 from my uplink of uh, my uplift survival and put that somewhere else. I also have no weapon skills. I have I mean, gun. I think you have gun. And then, <laughs> but, yeah, I got gun and then fray. Like, and I, I feel like as an, not... oct- as an octopus, Mm-hmm. I think I need to get melee, so I can have um, uh, multiple uh, monofilament katanas. <laughs> I mean, I think it would be a you would be cheating yourself if you did not, sir. So you said you had medicine, paramedic. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm at this point right now. I'm just kind of going through here. Yeah, my just, medicine paramedic is currently like my 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 total is forty. I think I'm just going to stick with my survivalist. I started kind of weeding things out. And I was going to go change all that. I'm just going to move 40 from. So I only have guns at 60, but it give me um, either free fall or paramedic. If you don't take free fall, you only got 10%. No, yeah. you have none in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You don't get anything in that. So you're just like, yeah. <laughs> um, actually, let's, we, we'll, we might be able to adjust it as well. Like when we take a look at our, our morphs, cause the morphs might, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll also have some things. Um, yeah. We'll yeah. just kind of, we'll, we'll just kind of full speed ahead here. 
Sorry yeah. that you guys had to listen to our existential crisis. <laughs> what do I do? I mean, there's so many things. Like, I know what skills I want, but uh, anyway, we have set up our faction. We have done ap- uh, aptitudes. Now we have got uh, going to total skills. So we combine all the skills for that. I think we've already done, make sure there's nothing else, no final skills. We've already done step six, I guess. Mm-hmm. Spending CP. Each skill point, each point of skill gets you five skill points. How many CP do we get? I don't know yet because we haven't, we haven't, I don't think I saw that at all. Um, we've been, yeah. yeah, we're just referencing stuff that we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, hang on, hang on. Uh, plan ahead. We didn't, we didn't read this part, I don't think. Oh, we didn't. Um, so, uh, <laughs> back to uh, plan ahead at the very beginning of character creation. Um, uh, character creation is step by step process with the exception of customizable. Uh, customization points or character points. Uh, everyone gets twenty CP, possibly more, if you buy. If you also buy negative traits, uh, to spend, uh, to spend in se- in step ten. Okay. So we're getting there. Um, and you can use uh some of uh, some or all of these points to increase stats acquired in previous steps. To minimize the need for to recalculate anything, try to keep your CP spending options in mind during each step which we definitely not do. <laughs> uh, if you're not quite able to get what you want, that's probably a good time to spend CP. Okay. Uh, so spending CP in the, in, in the case of, um, of skills, because I feel like the other, like all the other ones, like we, there's been like the option for spending CP for like um, your aptitude and stuff like that. I haven't really needed that. Uh, for, for the skills, each point of CP is equivalent to five skill points. So and um, we've already got our aptitudes that with bonuses. So I was just playing with mine, like because yeah. I had somatics at fifteen, but I have athletics at like jack shit. So yes. if if I put like for example, if I put just ten points as CP points, or ten you know spend two CP points to get it's one for five, right? One for five, yeah. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna put ten in for free fall. Yeah, myself. So <clears throat> yeah, we could do it. I, in fact, I'm just gonna leave my guns as is right now. And just see what happens. Like, well, I'll go back. No, I'm not. I don't need. I'll just add points. I'm sorry. Uh, We're entering that existential dread again. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, we got to we got to navigate this. So that's yeah. that's cool. So we should have led that, but you guys heard it live that we kind of screwed the pooch on that one. But now we understand. So mm-hmm. moving ahead. So we have uh, pretty much got sixth all the way down. Yep. Uh, and now we're going to move to seven, which is languages. Each character starts with two languages. Languages are not handled as like skills. You either know it or you don't. If you don't real time, if you don't real time translation, is easily accessible by the mess. So language tends to be only an issue in isolated areas. So yeah, our muse could translate. Yay, transhumanity! <laughs> Yay, the transhuman future of science and space. <laughs> If you combine cog and int is 35 plus, you get an additional okay. language. Okay, so... So you get three if you have 35, and you get four languages if you have uh, a 45. So my cog is 20, and my int is 10. So I have 30. So I only got two languages. Yeah, so I'm curious. Let's see where I got. So uh, my cog and my int... Uh, so my cog is 20 and my int is 20. So I have 40. Um, uh, so 
Oh, so yeah, so I don't quite get to the forty-five. So I still, I, uh, but I do have a, a thirty-five plus. So I have an additional. So I have three uh, languages I can learn. I can, uh, I can speak. Okay. Or communicate because I'm an octopus, <laughs> <laughs> and not all languages are verbal. <laughs> so. And we're going to stick with our our common languages. are going to be Arabic, uh, Cantonese, English, French, Hindi, Japanese, Mandarin, Portuguese, Russian, uh, Scandinavian. Uh, Scandinavisca. Yeah. Yep. And finally, Spanish. So I think um English is gonna be my common, I guess I could say. And yeah. I don't what languages like hmm. Um well so again if so well Titanian Commonwealth is Scandinavian, uh is the Nord is is basically space Norden or like uh, Nordic. So like French Canadian. Um, I actually hang on. I have, I don't know why I'm, I have the book on, um, on, uh, outward or, uh, rimward. So hang on. Let me just pull up rimward for a second. Um, cause you're from, uh, you, you were a, uh, uh, where were you? What, what was your faction? Anarchists. Anarchists. So yeah, like anarchists, uh, well, okay. So um yeah saturn uh, so t- oh, for me titanian is uh, i believe it's primarily um uh it's actually not even french like french can french isn't even in there like as a as a common one for the titanian commonwealth um so i give me a second here and, and what a crazy on chris man of many names is referencing right now it's just yeah, books it was, were first said that were yeah yeah sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no you're um demographics and languages for titanium commonwealth um while it is uh, while its cultures bear strong influences from the original mostly scandinavian settlers titan titan is a true melting pot with virtually every old earth ethnicity and every transhuman species represented uplifts agis hold full citizenship uh within the commonwealth um what does it say about linguistics uh here we go um titan's original settlers uh, were the North Atlantic Consortium a thinking t- a think tank drawing mostly from universities in Scandinavia, Finland, and Canada? Seventy percent of the original settlers spoke one of the Nordic tongues. Even in those days, nationalism was no longer the the done thing. Uh, but there, with the spread of Mandarin and English, linguistic preservation uh, preservationism was a popular meme. So yeah, um, basically, it looks like probably English. Uh, one of the uh, probably Scan, uh, Scandinavisca, uh, Scandinavisca um, and uh, Mandarin are probably the most populous in for Titanian Commonwealth uh, folk. Um, for anarchists, um, honestly, I think for anarchists it could it could be any it could be anything. Probably English is probably the more com- uh, probably a, a good one. Yeah, but honestly, it, it's probably like dealer's choice. <laughs> I'm gonna take Japanese too. I mean, it's, I was uh, doing, uh, I took uh, smuggling as uh, something. I think somewhere, yeah, smuggling yeah. black markets and all that. So I've had it. I've dealt with triads. Okay. Uh, before, um, or is that Chinese? I can't. I maybe get. Uh, wait, triads are Chinese. Yakuza are Japanese. Okay. So yeah. Oh. So Mandarin. Mandarin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll take Mandarin. Or. Sorry, Mandarin or Cantonese, but yeah, not to make not to confuse you. 
No, that's why I wanted to kind of stick with what I was on. So I've dealt with uh, the triads before, and yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go with you. You were going to do English though at some point. At yeah. One, too, right? Yeah. I think I'm going to go with English. Um, and my second my second language I I know off the hop is actually going to be the octopus language, which is the um, uh, bio bioluminescent color uh, coloration patterns. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is sense. which is a thing in with uplifts is like they've created their own um uh pattern language uh by using their uh their biolumin their bio uh coloration um language there okay so in so english um bioluminescent i guess <laughs> i'll have to look up exactly what the language is called um and yeah. i honestly want to go like break away from what it's saying here and go italian <laughs> you can so I think I think I'm going to go Italian uh, as well. Yeah. So English, Italian, and bioluminescence or uh, octo uh, octo language, whatever that one is. Looks like step eight is uh, only get two. Uh, step eight is uh, flex. Every yeah. ego starts with one permanent flex point pool, mm-hmm. and you can spend CP two. Each flex point costs two CP. You may not start. With an ego of three, more than three ego flex points. Okay, so I guess were we getting to egos? That was a jarring transition. Uh, we're we're getting close because we also have uh, reputation is next after that. So okay. so and we'll then, just keep yeah. in mind we have a a flex point at the moment. Uh, you want to take reputation? Sure. Um, so reputation is step nine. Um, you have one hundred points to divide between rep networks. Uh, there are seven networks to choose from, which are on page 37. Uh, and you should strongly consider taking rep scores that fit your faction choices. Um, we recommend taking either 60-40 in two networks or 50-25-25 in three networks. Uh, you may not start with a rep score higher than 80 in any of these networks. Uh, if you're unsure what rep networks to choose from, talk to your GM about leaving them blank for now and filling it in during gameplay. And so reputation in this game. So money is a thing, but reputation is also a form of currency in mm-hmm. Eclipse phase because uh, you're, you're, you're immortal now as a transhuman. So uh, you're, you uh, death is death is temporary. Reputation is permanent. So yeah. um, you can actually use, uh, you can actually burn points of reputation to gain favor of favors of various um, uh, uh, various uh, favors of various uh, potency or, or or size, depending on how much rep you burn, and uh, that could be like, hey, can I get uh, you contact somebody in one of the in one of your networks to get like a certain amount of money or a, sp- a certain item or a certain type of morph that you want, um, mm-hmm. or or call in a favor for something like that they have, they give you a hand with. And you burn rep uh, basically as a way of like uh, you'll pay them back kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and you'll get it back if you do pay them back, or you'll you'll burn that rep permanently, or like or like you'll have to find a way to get that rep back another way if you just like fuck off, like like fuck off whatever you you took from them and didn't and didn't pay them back. So, mm-hmm. so th- like this said, there's uh, there's seven reps uh, or seven reputations. Um, there is. Uh, uh, a rep or I'm sorry, at rep, which is uh, a circle uh, the circle A list. Uh, so autonomous, anarchists, titanians, 
scum or extropians. Um, so I guess I'm, I guess I'm going to be getting some at rep for mine. Mm-hmm. Um, their C, yeah. Uh, their C rep, which is civic net, um, and, uh, used by the planetary consortium, uh, consortium, consortium, uh, Morningstar constellation, the lunar Lagrange, uh, Alliance, the Jovian Republic, of course, uh, and the, uh, hi- uh and other hypercorps and capitalists. So, um, effectively at rep is the like guys out in the rimward part of the solar system. So like beyond Jupiter or mm-hmm. like past Jupiter. And then I think C rep is primarily those factions that are found from like, but basically with B, uh, like closer to the sun, like Jupiter inward to the solar system. Um, there is also F rep, which is uh, for fame. Um, so the media network uh, used by uh, meta celebrities, journalists, socialites, artists, and glitterati. Um, there's G rep, which is uh, stands for Guan G, uh, which uh, is the network for triads, cartels, gangs, and other criminal organizations. Um, there's I rep, which stands for the I or the fi- or firewalls secret internal network. So basically, you get reputation uh, from the for you get I rep. Or you can call in IREP if you're a member of Firewall and you get IREP for successful missions. Um, there's RREP, which is the Research Networks Affiliates. So used by the Argonauts, uh, scientists, technologists, and other researchers of all stripes. So all the the the, the brain trusts and like researchers across the ga- across the solar system um you uh use RREP. Um and then there's XREP, which are is the ExploreNet, and it's the social network for gate crashers and exoplanet colonies. So I guess I'm also getting XREP. I think I'm just gonna do the 6040 and I'm gonna leave my a firewall blank. Like yeah. either. Yeah, because like we're I I assume we'll be like fresh like recruits mm-hmm. into firewalls. So. so um yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking two way like as much as like I like I am the son of criminal. I am not criminal themselves. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I think I might go uh, also go with that and like go a rep and X rep. So All right. I'm doing a rep and she rep. Alrighty. If we had a different, if we had more members in the party, we would, you know, they would probably be picking up some of the others, but there's, you know, just the way the cards fail. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I'm actually going to go 60, uh, 40 and a rep and 60 and X rep. So like, I am more into like the whole, like, explore net stuff than i am with like the uh the uh the the circle a list yeah so we are past flex and reputation for now we might touch back on flex in a second uh step 10 is customization so you received 20 customization points or cp um uh, you may spend uh on the following if you uh, we basically covered this uh, like a little bit earlier. Um, yeah. So basically, it's like you, if we want to increase our aptitude, um, if we want to add some ego traits, which we can do. Um, uh, so basically, we want to get some traits for our for our uh, for our minds. Like if we have sp- specific things we want to add to our minds. Yeah. Um, we can increase our flex. We can add an extra language, some extra rep, extra skills. For my case, I can use uh, customization uh, points to. Uh, purchase i I, i'll I'll have to use it to purchase psi traits um so like some slights which are the the psychic powers um as being a part of being an async Mm -hmm. um and then specializations as well so you can uh for skill specialization like uh one cost of of one cp uh you get plus 10 bonus to a skill 
when it is a specialization is applied. So. Okay. I think what we're going to end up doing, folks, is we're going to go ahead and kind of divvy this up. Now, there are a couple things I do want to, uh, one thing in particular I want to mention. And we did mention this beforehand. So when we spend these and we're divvying out our points, it may we may come to a point that we wish we had a bit more CP. And in that case, we're going to end up taking negative traits. So we'll probably we'll right go ahead. And, yeah, we'll, we're going to go ahead and spin those. And then we may end up just taking a negative trait here and there just to see what that looks like. Okay, then we're back. Now, here's the fun part. We were talking about how fast things went. And then we looked at the clock and we're it's 1 a.m. in the morning. And we're starting to yawn and stuff like that. But we have just went through spending our character creation points here. And I think I've. Before I, I turn the floor over to you, I wanted to st- uh, throw my opinion of this. This was mm-hmm. fun. This was the same thing that I enjoyed from like when I do character creation in Delta Green or Call of Cthulhu and other stuff like that. So up until this point, we were just taking packets and throwing points here and there and whatnot. But when you get to your 20 uh, CP points, uh, you know, they, you could boost some main stat. You could turn around and, you know, Spend one CP point for five points on a skill, or after I spent three fourths of my points, you figure out, oh shit, there's all these really cool positive traits and negative traits that you can kind of go through. So, yeah, that was fun. Now, like, I think for you being an async, this is I had a lot of fun with the Mm -hmm. asyncs. Um, because again, like, I'm that that's one of the things that always like enamored me with close ways is the is the is the alien psychic powers and, um, so yeah, I I definitely I I got a couple of I got a number of of uh, of psi gamma and psi chi, which are the two um, tiers that hum that transhumanity can use in psychics. Uh, there is a third option called epsilon, but that's reserved for NPCs and um, enemies <laughs> titans. Mm-hmm. That is refer- that is reserved for exhumans, exurgent virus uh, mutations, and titans directly. <laughs> So they're the things that really break reality, like um, spontaneous teleportation is, I think, a, is, a, is I think, an epsilon. Uh, but uh, no, going to. So I I'm I got the um, I chose the substrain of the Watson McLeod virus, the stranger, um, which gives me basically uh, there's uh, there's there's whispers in my head. And like I every so I, I get the sense that there's a shadow um, somewhere in my mind waiting to, uh, lead me down the path of, uh, of its own, of, of what it wants to, me to go, um, as part of the, of uh, the, the virus that's inside of my head. Um, so I chose the paranoia mental disorder because I didn't want to touch on, I, I didn't want to miss, misrepresent a natural mental disorder that I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. So, and there was like dissociative and, and stuff. So I just, I chose paranoia. Um, but also, uh, as part of that, as part of the stranger uh, strain, uh, I get the free slight basilisk stare. So that's a gamma uh, gamma uh, psi. Um, I also chose uh, psychic stab, <laughs> um, sense infection, and ego sense, which are all gamma uh, psi gamma um, uh, async powers. And then from the psi chi uh, side of things, I chose psi armor and xeno empathy. Uh, which I think I figure those will it gives me kind of a rounded uh, thing of like I have an attack 
I, I have a few offensive and defensive abilities in psychic in, in my psychic uh, repertoire. And as a Xeno archaeologist and gate crasher, I can sense infections. I can sense life forms. Uh, and I can empathize. I can I can gain insight from uh, alien cultures and and uh, and biology and and uh, nature. Mm-hmm. So I figured that would come in handy. Yeah. Um. But that's what I spent. Uh, I spent a good chunk. I think I spent about uh, one. So I, I had to spend four CP on the Psi level two so that I could get gamma slights. Um. And then I got uh, one, two, five. It costs five more site. Uh, uh, um, uh, what are they called? Uh, customization points for the slights I wanted, and then we dove into them. And then we dove into the negative and positive ego traits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for for silly for 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 narrative like fun, uh, I chose uh, edited memories. Uh, so the GM can uh, 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 can can maybe have some fun with that in a campaign. Um, where like, I'm not sure if like something was, pu- something was pulled out of my character's memories and I, it's either something on the other side of the, of a gate when I was in, on an exoplanet or maybe firewall or some other group edited out my memories, um, because mm-hmm. I saw something I wasn't supposed to or something. Um, and then real world naivete. Um, so once per session, a GM may give me wrong information. <laughs> So I figured that would be fun. And also like it add to my paranoia. It's like, what can I trust? Yeah. Like I can't even trust the information or like the people around me kind of thing. So uh, on the positive side, I chose dominate uh, dominant strain, which the, uh, the Watts McLeod virus in my head is uh, aggressively protective of me. <laughs> um, or at least, at least in terms of like, it, it will resist other exurgent virus infections uh, for me or like with like, uh, like it'll actually help me resist, uh, exer- other exurgent viruses. Um, I also chose direction sense, animal empathy, um, for again, when I'm uh, doing like when I'm uh, a gate crashing and stuff, I, I figured like for survival reasons, it might be handy to have like direction sense and, uh, as some kind of animal empathy. Um, also on that vein, uh, I chose uh zoo semiotics, which is a psi ability, a psi trait uh, that allows me. It, I do not suffer any modification or modifiers on psi powers against non-sapient uh, species, so like animal life and stuff like that. So I don't suffer any um, uh, modifiers when using it against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I also chose level three resources. So uh, that basically just gives me some extra gear points to spend um uh every week um for uh, and across the board I, I, with the exception of like super rare and restricted things i think that's level four yeah um but that came to a whopping 19 like all all considered all calculated um that came to a whop like to the 19 of 20 um uh, uh customization points um and then I used the last customization point on uh, five skill, po- uh, five ranks in uh, the skill animal handling. So just to kind of give me a, a dab in there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's what I got for my uh, customization points. I think that I'm going to be less entertaining with that because I just basically, like I said beforehand, just flooded my heels. I put by in ranks. 
Yeah. I did buy an extra point of flex, but I spent, I spent, uh, let me talk about the negatives. So I wanted to pick up as many negatives as I could because honestly, from playing games like running games like Coriolis, and it has really helped me see that, you know, flaws are just more narrative goodness. So, you know, when you're playing Coriolis and you're, you know, going to pray to the icons or whatnot, and you give me a darkness point, that just gives me more narrative fun. So I'm like, well, the GM can have fun with this. So I, at first, for a negative trait, I wanted to put an enemy. Mm-hmm. We could decide it in game, but it gave me two bonus points. Edited memories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, more likely. Edited memories. I did want to specify that I'm from Earth. I flew away with other people. I had memories escaping and a little bit in the beginning, and then there's a huge gap. Yeah. So GM could decide. Maybe the enemy's tied in there, and I have an enemy I don't even know about. Fuck, who knows? And then finally, just because it gave me, I could take multiple ranks in it, I took two black mark uh, I, with one whole uh, faction. Now, I haven't picked a faction yet. I was thinking with me being an anarchist, it would probably be the one that's you know, more capitalist. Uh, yeah, so like hypercorps. Yeah, hypercorps. Like, definitely not a fan of them. So I'll get negatives when interacting with them. But the things I do want to mention is I did pick up Danger Sense because this is the old... I talked to Ross Payton, like the first Patreon backer game I did with Ross Payton. It was like a Call of Cthulhu game. He's like, well, everybody always maxes out Dodge. Well, ever since then, I always max out Dodge and everything I do. So uh, this just gives me an extra 10 points for, for, for like threat checks, like, you know, ambush kind of things like that. Yeah. And then I took Quickness, which gives me... Uh, I bought three ranks in it, so it gave me 15 bonus points to put in everything that was reflex. And then I took Good Instincts, which was, uh, God, I can't remember which one Good Instincts was. It gave me 15 points in, uh, Lord, it was either, I think it was Int, and then I took Cog. It was three levels, so it gave all my... Uh, no. Yeah, your gut feeling is on target. You get plus five per level on int uh, checks, so intuition. Okay. So per, then, say, so yeah, three levels, so you can choose from. So basically, I took Reflex as three levels, uh, int, three la- levels, and then Cognition. I took it three levels. So I just basically, I've got some... I, and this is what I expect. That was uh, Eclipse Phase first edition character sheet just having this ginormous or mass effect from playing with you all and i turned into like i gotta collect all the pokemon with like skills and shit like that i just like i like having big numbers in there so it made me feel good (laughs) nice so i guess we are basically up to picking up our morphs and we're almost done i'm going back up to our Um... very Easy to follow step guide. I, so. I will just quick thing I will bring up. Um, mm-hmm. So there are derives like the, there's step eleven which is derived stats. However, because of the the form fillable character sheet we have, um, that's already done for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're we're gonna share uh, El Danielo's um, 
Yeah, Elven Yellow's uh, yeah uh, form fillable character sheet. So we're we're basically doing starting morph motivations uh, and then just final touches. So we've got yeah. three steps to go. So hopefully we can get this edited down where it's under two hours. But <laughs> yeah, it's got notes. Yeah, and honestly, like I mean, I, I think you might be more. You might have a little bit more of a choice in your um your morph uh decision because like mm-hmm. mine's pretty cut and dry, like octomorph. I have to be a bio, a biological octomorph. So, um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So mine is, uh, your character receives starting gear based on their career chosen in step yes. two, yeah. uh, type of campaign you're playing. Follow all good crash and criminals. See gear packs on 68. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah go, sorry. I, I jumped to step. Oh, okay, no problem. So we're going to choose our starting morph. So, I mean, you already kind of did that. I think I'm not, I'm kind of vanilla when I was playing the Baldur's Gate early access on Steam that I purchased. I was like, I'll create a human first thing and all that. Um, I wonder what morph does a scavenger get though? I think it said that. Uh, so, uh, morph, a scavenger or, uh, uh, does it tell you, uh, does it give you a, um, an idea? Um, so actually, yeah, starting more. So, um, while it may be tempting to spend all your, your MP. Okay. So, uh, uh, you also choose your character starting morph. Each morph has a cost of morph points. Uh, your GM will tell you how many morph points you have to work with. Uh, we, the suggested default is six MP. If you also purchased uh, the resource trait, um, increase your availability more, uh, by, by the trait level so technically i have like uh nine (laughs) (laughs) but i'm i know exactly what i'm getting so like it yeah um uh you may also spend your morph points on morph traits which might uh so like basically uh or or extra gear so whatever mp you don't spend on uh can be converted to flex points instead um i imagine though for the morph not for the ego flex yeah I'd assume, of course, all of those restart at the beginning of each session, too. Yeah. Uh, so, let, yeah, I guess, um, so, I mean, we don't know what the campaign would be. I assume it would be Firewall, but uh, we can do our profession pack um, for... Okay. Um, so, yeah, basically, I get, um, from the for the Explorer profession pack, uh, I get a breadcrumb system, which I leave a moat uh, trail uh, for mesh and positioning. Um, direction sense. <laughs> Did I just take that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or is that just hang on, hang on? It yeah. maxes out. Yeah, I basically max that out. Uh, innate, yeah. Um, I get enhanced, enhanced vision. So I get uh, tetrachromatic uh, vision, wider frequency range, better focus, plus 10 vision perceived test. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so even I, I'm basically doing 90 on perceive on visual perceived tests. Oh, you have um, to buy that ability to do that, though. God, you may have to go back and, and shift a point around. Oh, that's why we're here. <laughs> well, no, do I? Because it's a piece of gear. Okay, maybe. So, well, I mean, that, yeah. that'd be something for another day. Yeah. Uh, mission recorder. Uh, so back backs, uh, backs up all my mission data. Uh, a pressure tent. So a self-erecting <laughs> uh, a shelter for four uh, built-in breather. Uh, a saucer, which is a spinning disc recon drone, uh, small size, and scout missile. 
uh, maps five kilometers, uh, maps five kilometer radius or 10 kilometers in one direction in 20 minutes. Uh, and it perceives uh, 60. So like if anything's in, in that radius or in that distance to perceive, I can use that as the perception. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, also, we both get a, a muse for free. Yeah. Do we get Tacnet or is that just given nowadays? That is a, that's a piece of gear that we can buy separately. Unless your unless your um your your uh, gear has it, which I don't think no, uh, the Savager soldier, does. Yeah, I think I I could see maybe the um the covert no the covert operative doesn't even get it. So and neither does the enforcer or the soldier. So they yeah, they want you to earn it. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, you gotta buy you gotta buy TechNet. Um. Okay, so I get like a breadcrumb system, leaves a moat trail for meshing, positioning, diamond axe for. For a weapon. lot of things, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for yeah, yeah, for for utility, a disassemble of tools. Um, I got a guardian swarm, so it disables other swarms. Uh, nano detector, orbital hash, so uh, ignore one trauma and a robo mule. Nice, I get a drunky. You get a drunky. Oh my god, <laughs> so I feel like it's got to be. Um... You got to come up with like a, a name that's like based like similar to like the country care, the country song. Sing, oh, it's Poncho. I mean, yeah. I'm, my, my nickname's yeah. Lefty. It's Poncho. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll dump these so, in our yeah. in our items here in a bit. So that uh, that goes over our starting gear. Mm-hmm. So and now on to morphs. Morphs. Yep. So, Leia, like I said, I... I've, I already know what I'm getting. I'm getting the Neo Octopus. So uh, it's a ba- it's a biomorph. Um, it's got a swim speed, a swim movement rate of four to twenty, thrust vector uh, four to twelve, walker uh, two to eight. Um, the built-in uh, hardware. Uh, it's got 360 degree vision. It's got biomods, um, chameleon skin, cortical stack, which is basically the the backup in uh, backup of your brain in 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 the back of your head. Uh, mm-hmm. gills, uh, mesh inserts, so I can like jack into uh, computer systems if I need to, and polarization vision. Um, and then morph traits. Uh, it's exotic morphology level three because it's an octopus. Uh, yeah. Limberness at level two um, and non-human biochemistry because octopus. Uh, as a note, I have eight prehensile arms, a beak attack, an ink attack, uh, the beak attack is a damage value of one d10, and the ink attack I uh, have to use an athletics roll, uh, do an athletics test. Uh, blinding, five meter uniform area affected in water or microgravity. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Smoke bomb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm I'm just gonna write that stuff down. And oh, like um, wound threshold is six, durability is thirty. Um, damage rate i think death rating is 45 uh my insight is one my moxie is one my vigor is one and my flex is two which is the the that, that's one thing i'm not a huge fan of in in second edition is that they split up moxie which was like sort of a uh for for, for shadowrun users and like uh, for me and like my group uh from one less die yeah. uh, with shadowrun moxie was basically uh edge which is a you can it's a point you can get you get like a, a pool of of points that you can spend like one or so, um, uh, before or after a roll to like 
either uh, re-roll or flip the roll. Basically, it was like an action point or some kind of a like a luck roll kind of thing that you could do to improve your odds. And yeah. in second edition Eclipse Phase, they decided to uh, split Moxie into like four different categories: social action, um, uh, I think emotional, or uh, like the, each one has like a di- uh, there's like a different like uh, has a different situation for the for the four different um, types of or different pools that you can use. Yeah, and they also like have like four different types of like refreshing. So, yeah, I'm not exactly a big fan of that. I if I run this game, I will probably homebrew that or like homebrew that it is uh or house rule that it is still just Moxie. <laughs> yeah, just because I'm not a the biggest fan of that. But yeah, it it gets into an aspect of the game with like rip and area and stuff like that. That is just it just personally doesn't interest me and. Having grown up with, well, I wouldn't say grown up, but being introduced to the previous made system, uh, you know. Yeah, it just it just seems like kind of like they they streamlined everything and then they added this extra level of complexity that didn't need to be there. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just personal preferences. I'm Uh, trying to figure out what kind of morph would be best for a scavenger. I mean, uh. You know, there's a bit of me that thought that uh, the uh, rusher wasn't a bad one. Yeah. And I mean, if it's not a rusher, then I mean, if I was going to pick something that would be cool, I mean, remade, but I um, mean, that Rust- seven. Mm-hmm. One thing to bear in mind about the ruster, um, they do have a um, a negative of um, uh, you, you, they have a subscription, uh, otherwise they, they fall apart. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, that is something to look into because like, yeah, like rusters, um, have, a uh, planned obsolete, uh, planned obsolescence trait or an iPhone. Uh, basically. Yeah. Like if you don't, <laughs> if, if they, they have a, they have a nutrient bladder somewhere in their body that if it's not refilled, um, their genetic code, uh, if, if they, if their body doesn't get these nutrient, this, this nutrient package, um, for, for too, uh, like too long, um, the body literally starts falling apart, like decaying. Um, so it's, it's basically a subscription for the, for, for the, for the, uh, the body. Um, so it's just, just bear in mind with rusters. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Um, could always be a flat. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> flat. I, I mean, you don't be a flat. <laughs> I, I think, I think it just basically boils down to how much MP do I want to spend here at the beginning? Yeah. And I mean, um, honestly, if, I mean, if you're in a, I mean, a hibernoid, hybr- uh, what is that? Uh, which one? Hibernoids are transgenic modified humans with heavily altered sleep patterns and metabolic processes. Hibernoids have decreased need for sleep, requiring only one or two hours a day. They can also trigger an involuntary hibernation. Hibernoids are excellent for long duration space travels, but these morphs are also favored by personal aids, hypercapitalists, and non with a nonstop lifestyle. So that's that's definitely one because it's good for li- for that kind of lifestyle. Um, I was also going to suggest like a bouncer morph um, because they're um, mm-hmm. good for zero g um, uh, living. Honestly, bouncer morph like for it's four mp. Uh, that one's four mp as well. I think it's. I don't think bouncer is bad. I yeah, mean, bouncer. they can. All right, code temperatures uh, have oxygen reserves. Bouncers are common in zero G. So, yeah, I think yeah. I'll just go bouncer morph. Okay. 
biomorph. So what the hell? What's the size of the? Doesn't give me a size necessarily of the uh, uh, for uh, for this guy. How many how many points do we have available? Ten. Uh, we have um six plus if you have resources. Um, I only have six. Yeah, so oh, yeah, so you just four. have a default of six uh, MP. I'm just gonna look and see what else I'd spend my MP on. Uh, yeah, you can you can buy like modifications. Is that where you get the tack net and all that bull, uh, yep. stuff? Yep. Basically, it's that's the uh, the the wear like hardware or software. Um, hmm. I think honestly, I was I'm gonna see if I can pick these up here, find out where these morph traits are. I guess what you're basically buying. Traits, positive ego, positive more traits, MP cost. Okay, yeah. So basically, you can take take the leftover points, and if you wanted to have where you could go above eighty percent, there, I think those options may be available to you. Let's see, and there's also gear you can buy. Yeah, I mean, honestly, as far as as far as uh, these roll ups go, Chris, I'm less worried about gear. No, that's true. Yeah, because that that kind of stuff can be like kind of added in. Yeah, in we just like, added on the sheet. You know, I'm going to go back to our steps and see where we are. And it may be done. I think so. So how many, uh, so we got morph traits. So like I've, I've only spent like three. So I got, I have six basically morph, uh, morph points. You do? Uh, yeah. Uh, because I, I, I start, uh, cause technically I have nine. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. Cause I only had six to begin with. Yeah. But because I had the, the level three resources, I get an extra three, mm-hmm. so I get one for every le- a level. So that makes sense. Uh, oh, the minor complexity gear costs one. Mi- uh, yeah, so again, it doesn't tell me. Oh, yeah. Ge- uh, I mean, we're going to want TechNet. Mm-hmm. We all want TechNet. Always. So um, uh, you may use your MP for like, so minor complexity gear costs one MP. Moderate costs two MP, and, and major uh, complexity costs uh, three MP. And the complexities basically, I think, are like the availability or like how long it takes to make or fab okay. the stuff. So, okay, so TechNet would just eat up the rest of my points, which is fine. Is that how much TechNet is? <laughs> it says mod two complexity oh, okay. mod two. Well, one of only one of us needs to buy it. Remember, <laughs> but like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you're the rich boy. I am the rich boy. Uh, actually, I need to, but I do need to buy uh, four um, uh, four swords because <laughs> I'm gonna do that. Uh, where where where's weapons? <laughs> yes, they're they're on my back. Yeah, weapons or I ain't bought a one a single one yet. We we should, probably should just have one. That's why I was I can't wait that. I know, but I like to look at the weapons <laughs> as a, as an old school D and D three point five, as an old school D and D three point five, and and Pathfinder and Shadowrun player. I do like weapons, but yeah, that's basically that's all I'm I wanted was four my four by my four times uh, monofilament swords. Yeah, um, and then whatever I have for Tacnet was what again it was like two, two. So I could yeah. get tech and that's it. <laughs> I mean, I think we've already got monsters as it is. Besides, yeah. you would you're basically between sessions, you generate enough points to turn around and buy more shit. 
That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I think I. I'm not, motivations, I'm but I mean. Motivations. Oh yeah, motivations. I mean, I yeah, I kind of yeah. Like I don't know what you know or what you have for your motivations, but kind of have an idea. Um. All right. Looks like we all we had to all we had to do was pretty much go through and pick out our starting morphs. Uh, you already decided that you wanted an octomorph, mm-hmm. and I went ahead and went with the bouncer. We did get six points to go, and I spent four of them just and on the morph itself. I think I've spent eight of my nine. <laughs> if so. you download my character sheet, folks, I, at this point, those two points are yours to spend on whatever you want. Like if, when we start getting into inventory and stuff like that, I'm like, <laughs> I start thinking of how D and D is like, well, you got your adventures pack and you got all this bullshit in it. I, like, again, I really like that. They added the, they actually added packets because it, mm-hmm. it's so handy. There's a nice little side note I'd like to mention to you about this. If you look at the bottom of page 47, yep. which we're skipping ahead here just briefly, but just for a moment, the package by character creation system in this book is designed to make your choices easier and speed along the process, which it sure did. If you prefer to fine tune your character skills, you can skip steps one through four and simply pick skills you want. In this case, you got 400 points to spend on active skills and 250 points to spend on uh, your knowledge skills. Knowledge skills. You may spend some of your active skill points to no skills instead, but you cannot use no points to buy active skills. So that's kind of neat. So you have your original one. Yeah, that's yeah. So if you want, you can do the 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 one uh, first edition way, or you can do the streamline. Like, let's get this done. And over, and I mean, like this took a while. Like this definitely took a, a fair amount of time, but not mm-hmm. nearly as much time as it would take for like four people, um, all like doing like the minutia of like the, uh, like buying their points individually and stuff like that. Like this just streamlined. Like most of this stuff, the menu, most of our like uh, the time right now has really just been us looking at like various traits or various like um like gear pieces, um, and and for the people who who get um who get uh, crimson or who decide to uh, pull crimson as a uh, as a character you're welcome for the four monofilament swords that he can wield <laughs> <laughs> i think the last thing we just need to do is uh is our motivation we've already kind of talked about flex and moxie and all that and just how we our personal kind of view on or preference on that and motivations so mm-hmm. What's Crimson want out of life? Crimson wants, um, so his motivations I, I've, I've chosen are going to be alien contact, like wants to meet some aliens and wants to exchange cultural notes. Um, he also wants to explore the galaxy for octo uh, octo kind, um, and um. I'm kind of between I, I'm actually maybe you can help me decide this, Adam. I'm I'm tied between techno progressivism because he's from the Titanian Commonwealth mm-hmm. or uplift rights. Because as it is like the Titanian Commonwealth uh, uplifts and AGIs um are like full fledged citizens. Yeah. So like would that be as much a priority for him as a character versus the techno uh, techno progressivism? Your gate crash, and if you encounter an alien life form unknown to us, you you're putting a very you're going to try to put a very positive kind of spin on it. If it's a peaceful 
deal. It's I, th- yeah. I think Uplift Rights would be first and foremost uh, as part of his identity. Yeah. Uh, the tech, you know, the techno progressivism is that what you said? Yeah, techno progressivism. Yeah. I mean that, that the, uh, they kind of go hand in hand in yeah. a way, but you know, oh, that's just my take. I think. Uplift. Okay. No, I'll go, I'll go with the uplift rights then. Uh, so yeah, alien contact, exploration, and uplift rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so so what about um, uh, what about lefty? Hmm. I think lefty is about stability. Now you do have to choose three, by the way. <laughs> Uh, it, it does say it does say you must <laughs> yeah step 13 motivations now that you your character is, is mostly fleshed out you must choose three motivations okay that's no problem so that would be uh stability yep. uh self-reliance and i think the secret one would be thrill seeking not that i was gonna say find a purpose oh yeah yeah like it's Everything has to happen for a reason. And if you've went through, you know, it's something as traumatic as watching all of humanity, like 90% of it just disappear and you've lost your, what was home and everything like that. I think you're adrift. And uh, I mean, there's the self-reliance and almost pick survivability, uh, thrill seeking, maybe a bit of that. But I guess I think uh, finding a purpose that, I guess why we exist kind of thing is is the same kind of will. I'm going to leave gender. I'm looking at the care sheet and sex. I just leave that up to the person who wants to, who wants to play lefty. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, Same with, uh, same with, I mean, even though his name is, is Crimson, um, Mm -hmm. like it's, it could go either way. It's, it's the transhuman future. Yeah. And feel free to edit this as much as you want, obviously. But this has been much more of a positive. I'm kind of rolling into the ending here with us here. But uh, this has been more of a positive. This is the most. Let me. Let me. I'm stumping over my words because it's almost 2 (laughs) a.m. Yeah, it is. We're good. It's getting there. (laughs) The first time I wrote up character sheets was Eclipse Second Ed. No, no. Right there. I attempted first ed uh, character creation and I relied on a spreadsheet and people who knew more about it. Then uh, second ed came out and we played a game and then we decided just like, this is fun. Maybe we could do something with this. And then I went ahead and attempted this. And I can remember that I just got lost in it for some reason. I don't know if it was just a bad time or whatnot, but uh, this particular experience that we had right now, I feel comfortable with it. I feel like I could do this again in a quicker amount of time. I mean, I, I'm not intimidated by character creation anymore. The only thing that just intimidates me about Eclipse Phase in general is just how far removed it is from our world. But I mean, I guess the same could be said for D&D and stuff like that. I, I, I find myself playing games that are based on, uh, you know, like modern Call Cthulhu, Delta Green kind of stuff like that, Red Markets or superhero stuff. It's always set in the modern or things that were kind of adjacent to it. But when you start dealing with all the different factions and just this vibrant world and all that, I feel like just I'm going to have to read the book. Uh, the setting material and whatnot much more thoroughly to really get a impression 
of, yeah. uh, you know, what kind of character I created. As far as the process goes, I think it was easy, simple. I have no misgivings about it like I did the first time I tried doing Second Ed. But, uh, yeah, I mean, my advice to anyone who listens to this who it's you know it looks cool but i mean it lore wise it's kind of front front end loaded there is a lot of uh fiction out there for this they've released one or maybe two books there's lots of free stories that the publishers put out there i mean not novellas or anything but like short stories that uh, is a good way to introduce you to the world of eclipse face and in fact in this second ed book it starts off with a story and there's that kind of just introduces you to the world. And it follows a, a young woman who is uh, given it, her brother convinces her to get a sack and then the fall happens. And then he has her resuscitated or brought back or instantiated or what do you want to say? Instantiated probably sounds like the right word. Reinstantiated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it kind of picks up with that. So, you know, Check out the fiction if it interests you, and if it looks like a game that you would enjoy, I, I mean, I definitely would. <laughs> I don't. I couldn't imagine not wanting to play this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm rattling. Uh, let me rephrase that real quick, just so it makes it easier to edit. I, this is a game I feel like it has a lot of potential. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, uh, it is, like you said, it's it's front loaded. Like there's a lot here. Um, because it's been around for about a decade or more now. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's a pretty weighty system, but it's also a very versatile system because like there are three default sort of settings in, in uh, second edition. Um, there's, you can play as a firewall agent. So basically defending the solar system, um, as a, as a covert operative, um, in an illegal conspiracy to protect humanity for or transhumanity from, alien threats or existential threats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically like Delta green in space, um, kind of to a degree, um, you can play as gate crashers. So basically going through the Pandora gates to alien planets and basically seeing what crazy things like both wondrous and horrible there are in, on other planets and, uh, and alien worlds in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then there's the criminal option. Really, like, uh, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of versatility in those three, and like, I could also see like there being other potential to like, you could take the core concept of any kind of sci-fi that you you like and basically run it in Eclipse Phase. Yeah, um, like there are there are whole habitats and whole colonies in Eclipse Phase that you could just like play around with, um, based off of like various things. Yeah. Or like very various uh like things is, is kind of general like various um various uh, stories and uh and pop culture media. So um and, and there's a lot out there, the supplemental books that they made out for first set, the uh, you know, Rim Worlds and, and things like that. They've yeah. it's like most a of lot my information of... comes from the errata books um that you can pick up as PDFs or like the physical books. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah it's a labor of love and it, it, it really does show. And uh, I think it's great. i tell you one, one side note I would like to say it was once you in first said you started dealing with morph and then it was like an arduous process of, uh, resetting everything and whatnot. If you were putting your ego into a different body. Yeah. Just right here. We just do one step. 
Yeah, from what I've heard, like second edition, when it comes to resleeving, which was the which is the kind of another complex thing in the in in first ed, it's pretty quick um, to resleeve, and in because like they, there's not as much um, fiddling around with the, uh, the your stats because like most of your stats are ingrained to your ego, not your morph. Yeah. So, which I think is a good. I, I think it was smart of them to kind of like streamline that because it like it it did kind of bog down. Um, sessions from what I, I from what I, i've listened to with like rppr and drunk and the ugly and ragnar yeah. rock podcasts um they 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 basically like turn the recorder off while they spend a half hour to 40 minutes retooling their characters because they switched by they switched morphs um by simply like far casting from one planet to a moon so yeah <laughs> and if uh, you're interested again the quick starts out there for free and they've got a player's guide that we haven't looked at yet, <laughs> but uh, that's true. Yeah. There is a, there is a condensed uh, player's guide um, that I was actually looking at <laughs> <laughs> um, that it just covers just, it doesn't cover any, I don't think it covers any of the, 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 the setting material or any of the expansive setting material. It's basically just a book to get you to get your players like thrown into like, like, like ready to go yeah, and like making characters. So, well, man, thank you for volunteering this uh, sit down with me this evening. It's been great. I've had yep. a lot of fun. Uh, happy happy to do it. <laughs> hey, Chris, Chris on Review Cultist, the man of many names. Where can we find you on the internet, my friend? Uh, well, when I'm not hanging out with the RPX crew um, in the various uh, games or hell games, as, they, as they've been affectionately called. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm, I have actually two of my, my own two podcasts, which I've kind of hinted at in this, in this, in this show. Um, first one of, of note is one less die. A, it started off as a shadow run and gaming actual play podcast. And it's become more of just a gaming, like a tabletop gaming actual play podcast. Uh, because we have kind of, uh, expanded from shadow run to, uh, some of the other games that we played. And I, I've recorded for the last, like, nearly a decade <laughs> and i'm just now getting around to like look listening back and editing those episodes and posting them for partially posterity just like they're out there and so i like have a record of, of the games i've ran but also like for people to enjoy if you like some the, the silly shenanigans me and my friends uh um uh, got up to when i was learning to be a gm so uh we cover call of cthulhu d20 pathfinder monster of the week Shadowrun, mass effect d20 uh, we will have some eclipse phase at some point. Um, we also have Vossen um, coming out at some point very soon, hopefully. Um, so yeah, you can check it out there. Um, and uh, when I'm not running games or playing games or hanging out with Adam here, um, I also run a weekly podcast called Al Dente Rigamortis, which is a creepypasta discussion and review podcast. Uh, each week, me and my co-hosts, um, the Gamer in Yellow and Mikey, the East Ends for Evil, uh, read a creepypasta that I've selected or an SCP, uh, SCP entry, and we uh, go over it, discuss it, um, mildly edit it, and and do uh, do a grammar inquisition, <laughs> um, but also like look at the material as it is. So like like and like take a look at the plot and like the storyline and like the characters and like is it creepy is it uh what are the characters uh does the does the story kind of make sense uh kind of stuff like that so 
Um, we've been doing that for almost a decade as well. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I'm not reading creepypastas and uh, running games, you can also find me on Twitter at uh, Review Cultist. Um, we also have a Patreon if you'd like to help support our show, um, El Dente or One Less Die. Um, uh, it's, uh, the Patreon is for El Dente Rigamortis specifically uh, to keep those hosting bills at bay. And if you become one of our patrons, we will very much appreciate that because those hosting bills that are 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 like an elder horror that needs to be uh needs to be sealed away so <laughs> um and now i'm rambling because it is very late in the in the evening so um yeah i think that'll do it <laughs> well, i'd like to thank all of y'all for tuning in and listen to this episode of Roll Point exchange row up if you uh, are interested in checking us out uh, we are on we're at www.facebook.com we also are on twitter at rp exchange and there's a Facebook. It's facebook.com slash the role playing exchange. We have a Patreon. And the way we kind of do these roll up episodes is that uh, we release them to Patreon uh, subscribers four months in advance. So, you know, if you're a Patreon subscriber right now, you're going to be hearing this in May of 2023. And if you are, you know, waiting for general syndication, it will be, let's see. September of 2023. So, you know, if you like what you're hearing and would like to, you know, binge the couple months that you missed and then, you know, get that little extra episode, please swing on over. We also have, uh, we do actual plays here and you can get those three days before they hit the, the main syndication. And basically everything that we get from Patreon just goes back into hosting bills and keeping everything afloat. And also, you know, if you like what you're hearing and would like to help us out, uh, not going to tell you no. (laughs) Thank you very much. And speaking of thank yous, thank you again, Chris, for joining in with me this evening. I've had a lot of fun and not going to lie, hope that Lefty gets to make an appearance in a game one of these days. Yeah, I think, yeah, we'll have to do a resurgence of our... uh... Uh, my the eclipse phase game over for one less die so hopefully you can play lefty and like maybe maybe gavin will take a break and just like go off somewhere <laughs> after uh after that after that adventure with the bunnies in the uh titanian prairies ah <laughs> uh, i guess we'll i guess we'll have to wait to find out mm-hmm. so from all of us here at roping strange thank you all very much and y'all have a good day goodbye sleep well <laughs>